Chapter 3 of The Martyrs of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Martyrs of Science by David Brewster. Life of Galileo. Chapter 3. Galileo announces his discoveries in enigmas, discovers the crescent of Venus, the rings of Saturn, the spots on the sun, similar observations made in England by Harriet, claims of Fabricius and Scheiner to the discovery of the solar spots, Galileo's letter to Welser on the claims of Scheiner, his residence at the villa of Salviati, composes his works on floating bodies, which involves him in new controversies. The great success which attended the first telescopic observations of Galileo induced him to apply his best instruments to the other planets of our system. The attempts which had been made to deprive him of the honour of some of his discoveries, combined, probably, with the desire to repeat his observations with better telescopes, led him to announce his discoveries under the veil of an enigma, and to invite astronomers to declare, within a given time, if they had observed any phenomena in the heavens. Before the close of 1610, Galileo excited the curiosity of astronomers by the publication of his first enigma. Kepler and others tried in vain to decipher it, but in consequence of the Emperor Rudolf requesting a solution to the puzzle, Galileo sent him the following clue. Altissimam planetem terraginem observavi I have observed that the most remote planet is triple. In explaining more fully the nature of his observation, Galileo remarked that Saturn was not a single star, but three altogether, nearly touching one another. He described them as having no relative motion and as having the form of three O's, namely, O, 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 the central one being the larger than those on the each side of it. Although Galileo had announced that nothing new appeared in other planets, yet he soon communicated to the world another discovery of no slight interest. The enigmatical letters in which it was concealed formed the following sentence, Cynthia figuras amulator mater amorum. Venus rivals the phases of the moon. Hetherato Galileo had observed Venus when her disk was largely illuminated, but having directed his telescope to see her, when she was not far removed from the sun, he saw her in the form of a crescent, resembling exactly the moon at the same elongation. He continued to observe her night after night, during the whole time that she could be seen in the course of her revolution around the sun, and he found that she exhibited the very same phases which resulted from her motion round the luminary. Galileo had long contemplated a visit to the metropolis of Italy, and he accordingly carried his intentions into the effect in the early part of the year 1611. Here he was received with the distinction that was due to his great talents and his extended reputation. Princes, cardinals, and prelates hastened to do him honour, and even those who discredited his discoveries and dreaded their results, weighed with their true friends of science in their anxiety to see the intellectual wonder of the age. In order to show the new celestial phenomenon to his friends at Rome, Galileo took with him his best telescope, and as he had discovered the spots of sun's surface in October or November 1610, or even earlier, he had the gratification of exhibiting them to his admiring disciples. He accordingly erected his telescope in the Quirinal Garden, belonging to Cardinal Bandini, and in April 1611, 
he showed them to his friends in many of their most interesting variations from the change of position on the sun's disk galileo at first inferred either that the sun revolved about an axis or that other planets like venus and mercury revolved so near the sun as to appear like black spots when they were opposite to his disk upon continuing his observations however he saw a reason to abandon this hasty opinion he found that the spots must be in contact with the surface of the sun that their figures were irregular that they had a different degrees of darkness that one spot would often divide itself into three or four that the three or four spots would unite themselves into one and that all the spots revolved regularly with the sun which appeared to complete its revolution in about twenty-eight days previous to the invention of telescope spots had been more than one seen on the sun's disk with unassisted eye but even if these were the same character as those which galileo and others observed we cannot consider them as anticipations of the discovery by the telescope as the telescope was now in possession of several astronomers galileo began to have many rivals in discovery but notwithstanding the claims of harriet fabricius and shiner it is now placed beyond the reach of doubt that he was the first discoverer of the solar spots from the communication which received in eighteen twenty two from the late dr robertson of oxford it appeared that thomas harriet had observed the solar spots on eighth of december sixteen hundred and ten but his manuscripts in lord egremont's possession incontestably prove that this regular observation on the spots did not commence till december one sixteen hundred and eleven although he had seen the spots at the date above mentioned and that it continued till eighteenth of january sixteen hundred and thirteen the observations which he has recorded are one hundred and ninety nine in number and the accounts of them are accompanied with rough drawings representing the number position and magnitude of the spots in the observation of harriet made on eighth december sixteen hundred and ten before he knew of galileo's discovery he saw three spots on the sun which he has represented in a diagram the sun was then seven degree or eight degree high and there was a frost and a mist which no doubt acted as a darkening glass harriet does not apply the name of spots to what he noticed in his observation and he does not enumerate it among the hundred nineteen observations above mentioned professor rigard considers it a misapplication of terms to call such an observation a discovery with all the respect we feel for the candour of this remark we are disposed to confer on harriet the merit of an original discoverer of the spots on the sun another candidate for the honour of discovering the spots of the sun was john fabricius who undoubtedly saw them previous to june sixteen eleven the dedication of the work in which he has recorded his observations bears the date of the thirteenth of june sixteen hundred and eleven and it is obvious from the work itself that he had seen the spots about the end of the year sixteen hundred and ten but as there is no proof that he saw them before october we are compelled to assign the priority of the discovery to the italian astronomer the claim of shiner the professor of mathematics at ingolstadt is more intimately connected with the history of galileo this learned astronomer having early in sixteen hundred and eleven turned his telescope to the sun necessarily discovered the spots which at the time covered his disk light flying clouds happened at the time to weaken the intensity of his light so that he was able to show the spots to his pupils these observations were not published till sixteen hundred and twelve and they appeared in the form of three letters addressed to mark welser one of the magistrates of augsburg under the signature of appellus postabulum skyner who many years afterwards published an elaborate work on the subject 
adopted the same idea which had at first occurred to galileo that the spots were dark sides of planets revolving round and near the sun on the publication of skynes letters welser transmitted a copy of them to his friend galileo with the request that he had favoured him with his opinion of new phenomena after some delay galileo addressed three letters to welser in which he compounded the opinions of skyner as the cause of the spots the first of these letters was dated the fourth of may sixteen hundred and twelve but though the controversy was carried on in a language of mutual respect and esteem it put an end to the friendship which had existed between the two astronomers in these letters galileo showed that the spots often dispersed like vapours or clouds that they sometimes had a duration of only one or two days and at other times thirty or forty days that they contracted in their breadth when they approached the sun's limb without any diminution of their length that they describe circles parallel to each other that the monthly rotation of the sun again brings the same spots into view and that they are seldom seen at a greater distance than thirty degrees from the sun's equator galileo likewise discovered on the sun's disk feculi or luculi as they were called which differ in no respect from the common ones but in their being brighter than the rest of the sun's surface in the last of the letters which our author addressed to welser and which was written in december sixteen hundred and twelve he recurs to his former discovery of the elongated shape or rather the triple structure of saturn the singular figure which he had observed in this planet had entirely disappeared and he evidently announces the fact to welser lest it should be used by his enemies to discredit the accuracy of his observations looking on saturn says he within these days i found it solitary without the assistance to its accustomed stars and in short perfectly round and defined like jupiter and such it still remains now what can be said of so strange a metamorphosis are the two smaller stars consumed like the spots on the sun have they suddenly vanished and fled or has saturn devoured his own children or was the appearance indeed fraud and illusion with which the glasses have for long time mocked me and so many others who have often observed with me now perhaps the time has come to revive the withering hopes of those who guided by more profound contemplations have followed all fallacies of the new observations and recognized their impossibilities i cannot resolve what to say in chance of so strange so new and so unexpected the shortness of the time the unexampled occurrence the weakness of my intellect and the terror of being mistaken have greatly confounded me although galileo struggled to obtain a solution to this mystery yet he had not the good fortune to succeed he imagined that the two smaller stars would reappear in consequence of the supposed revolution of the planet round its axis but the discovery of the ring of saturn and of the obliquity of its plane to the ecliptic was necessary to explain the phenomena which were so perplexing to our author the ill health to which galileo was occasionally subject and the belief that the heir of florence was prejudicial to his complaints induced him to spend much of his time at cell the villa of his friend salviati the eminent individual had ever been the warmest friend of galileo and seems to have delighted in drawing round him the scientific genius of the age he was the member of the celebrated lynchian society founded by the prince frederico cesi and though he is not known as the author of any important discovery yet he has earned by his liberality to the science a glorious name which will be indissolubly united with the immortal destiny of galileo the subject of floating bridges have been discussed 
at one of the scientific parties which had assembled at the house of salviati a difference of opinion arose respecting the influence of the shape of the bodies on their disposition to float or to sink in a fluid contrary to general opinion galileo undertook to prove that it depended on other causes and he was thus led to compose his discourse on floating bodies which was published in sixteen hundred and twelve and dedicated to cosmo de medici this work contains many ingenious experiments and much acute reasoning in support of the true principles of hydrostatics and it is now chiefly remarkable as a specimen of the sagacity and intellectual power of its author like all his other works it encountered the most violent opposition and galileo was more than once summoned into the field to repel the aggressions of his ignorant and presumptuous opponents the first attack upon it was made by ptolemy nozzolini in a letter to Medici, archbishop of florence to this galileo replied in a letter addressed to his antagonist a more elaborate examination of it was published by ludovico della colombo and another by monsieur vincenzo di gracia to these attacks a minute and overwhelming answer was printed in the name of benedetti castelli the friend and pupil of galileo but it was discovered some years after galileo's death that he himself was the author of this work end of chapter three read by lambda